This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3E. What up, buddy? What up, man? Another interesting week. What a week, man. What yeah. a week. You know, so they're losing to the Raiders last week. I'm in Las Vegas. Me and you are texting during the game as we normally do. And we're like throwing around ideas because, you know, going off the game. And then, of course, like a billion things happen <laughs> between there, right? Like the Flacco trade, the most disgusting comment in the history of sports, the flower <laughs> comment, right? Like, so... It's just, again, I, I say it, and I, I always mean it. There is just never, ever a boring time. No, man. And, yes, the uh, the flower comment heard around the world yes. was uh, was certainly the topic of the week, and I'm sure we'll get into all that. Everyone can call in to them, 559-2949. so much to get into today. Let's start with the game tomorrow because for the first time in a while, going into a game against a empirically bad football team, an 0-7 football team, it feels like this city does not have a lot of faith in the two and five Eagles going in this one, which is understandable, right? I mean, at two and five, I could see why if, you know, you're obviously listening, you're an Eagles fan. I could see why you would be like, you know what? They could lose this game. And you know what? They could like a team coached by a rookie head coach with a quarterback. That's whatever you want to call him. Second year quarterback rookie. Yeah, they, there's any they could lose to any team pretty much like so there is that possibility. And I will say, after covering the team for as long as I have, very few things, like, get under my skin anymore. But one of the more annoying things I've heard all week is this idea that, like, the Lions have a chance because they play hard. But in the Eagles don't. Like, we've all watched these games, and they're ugly to watch. But this idea that the Lions play harder than the Eagles, like, why? Like, I would love one person to call up and give me one piece of evidence that the Lions play harder than the Eagles. Because, in fact, and look, I know there's no – hustle stat right like there's no stat I can point to that says oh look the Eagles actually do play harder but if you're going to pick some stats about what would require effort what shows a team's competing I think these three do and the Eagles are way better than the Lions so one stat that I think would is point differential like how close are these games 
The Eagles' point differential is like minus 26. The Lions is minus 70-something. So the Eagles, now granted, it's garbage time. And the, also if you take that week one game out. Okay, but the then anomaly. if you take the Lions, you know, like you can do that for both teams. No, so, I'm just saying that's like if you take the one anomaly game out for the Eagles where they won by a ton of points, you could. Correct. You know. And then if you took the best one out for the Lions too, sure. right? So, all right, so the Eagles are have been closer in these games than the Lions have. The Eagles average more fourth quarter points than I think they're number one in the league. And I understand that's garbage time. Before everyone jumps on me, I know that's garbage time. But the point I'm making is when these games like are still going on, the Eagles are still trying and playing hard. And I get the other team is in prevent defense and all those things. But the Eagles are not giving up, and that's an indication that they're not giving up. Again, they're a bad team. But when it comes to continuing effort throughout the game, they are doing that. The other stat, first quarter points. Are they coming out fired up? Are they like, you know, are they ready to go? Does Sirianni have them ready to play? They're averaging more first quarter points than the Lions, and I believe they're like fifth or sixth in the league in first quarter points. So point differential, fourth quarter points, first quarter points. The Eagles are better than the Lions in every category. Another one they're better in, wins. I hear all of this praise for the Lions coaching staff. Like, oh, Dan Campbell has these guys playing hard. Like, Deuce Staley, I wish he was a head coach. The combination of Dan Campbell and Deuce Daly have won exactly zero games. Like, especially off this flower comment from Sirianni. Everyone's like, you know, how, how can Sirianni bring that up? He's not going to get guys to play hard for him. You know, Dan Campbell has not playing hard. Well, you know what? Maybe Dan Campbell should bring up flowers because they've won exactly <laughs> zero <laughs> games. And, you know, like, the Eagles could lose the game for sure. They could lose. I'm not saying that the Eagles are a far superior team. But this idea that the Lions are playing harder, the Lions are, if not for the Texans, the worst team in the league. There's not a single stat you can point to that shows the Lions have been anything but atrocious this year. The Eagles are bad, but at least they're, you know, they're middle of the league in points. Like, you know, those type of things. There's areas you can point to where the Eagles are at least positive. And the last one I'll say before my rant ends, everyone's going to call up today and go, well, well they're, they're competitive. They were getting trounced by the Niners. They were getting, they were down 16 to 7, I believe, to the Ravens, which is close. But this idea that they won the game the whole time. They were up 17 to 6 with one second left or whatever it was. Correct. But my point I'm making is, you know, we were talking earlier and you said, well, you know, they were were outplaying the Ravens for all but a minute. That's not true. They were losing the majority of that game, right? And And they've gotten blown out too. They got blown out by the Bengals, right? So the Lions have been a worse train wreck than the Eagles. And I think it's a perfect example of, like, the grass always feels greener. If we were covering the Lions every day, if we were watching every game, we would be going into this and going, yeah, maybe they'll win, but they've lost every other game and they look atrocious, so they're probably not going to win. So, again, it's a battle between two teams. Both teams could equally lose this game. The Lions have shown they know how to lose. The Eagles have shown they know how to lose. But it is just not true that the Eagles are not playing hard for Sirianni. Sure. I mean, like, I don't know how to – fight back to the are they playing hard it's hard to tell i mean the garbage time stuff it's really hard to get a feel for that because because the other team is in a lot of cases just not playing as hard as they were earlier in the game so it's hard to judge that but even with all these stats and all this stuff i think they're gonna lose tomorrow i think they're gonna lose to the zero and seven lions i have so little faith in this coaching staff to scheme up the right scheme and look i get it that the whole like the who's playing harder stuff i think more the point is not that the lions like like are playing harder than the Eagles. It's that they're zero and seven, and they are still fighting. They have not given up on this team. They have not called out their coach. They have not. They don't have players coming out and ripping their defensive coordinator. There's no infighting. There's not all this stuff that we're concerned about 
is starting to happen here. The Lions, it seems like at least everyone's firing in the same direction. Now, they might not be very good, and they have a bad quarterback and all that stuff. Yep. But this team, for an 0-7 team, I think the point is not that they're like this amazing fighting team. It's just that for an 0-7 team, in a lot of cases, a team that you feel like has given up, this team hasn't. And they're not going to go 0-17. They're going to win a game. Maybe. They could go 0-17. Yeah, of course they could, right. but I don't think they're going to. It's only happened twice. Well, 0-17 never happened. And they've but. done it once before in terms right. of not a winning a game. A long time ago with yes. a completely different coach. And Whatever, but I'm just saying, like, you're saying they're not going to go 0-17. I don't think well, they are 0-17. I think okay. this is the game they win. I think this is their Super Bowl. They look at this and say, hey, we can beat this team. Look at this team on tape. Look at how vanilla their scheme is. Look at how they can't, you know, we could just move the ball down the field on them. All this stuff. Like, they're going to go into this game believing they can beat the Eagles. But what do you think the Eagles are believing? Do you think they're going into this going like, Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's been a, a disastrous week here after a, a game where they were like, not competitive against a Raiders team that is like a nice football team, but I think certainly they, isn't a juggernaut. Unrelated, the Raiders might be better than we thought. Raiders are right? so, I'm the one who said I, you I, did, yeah. I liked They're better than I thought they I were. Thought yeah. they'd win the game, you know? Yep. But I just, look, I get it. I get that this game tomorrow is a toss-up and all that, but, you know, they're going in to face an 0-7 team, and I feel like they're going to lose. And they could. They could lose. And I think a lot of what you said, though, and it's understandable, like, frustration with the team, right? You're fed up with the team. Coming into the year, you were fed up with the fact that Howie Roseman's the GM, right? Last year was painful to watch. You don't believe in the way this direct the direction of the franchise. And I get that, right? Like, we might have slightly differing views, but I can't sit here and say, no, James, you're wrong. The team's going in a better direction. Because guess what? I said that this offseason, and it looks like I'm going to be wrong about that, right? So I understand the frustration. But I think what I, what I hear people doing with this game specifically is painting the Lions in a light that's very much painted with a brush of frustration with the Eagles because there's just no actual reason to look at the Lions and think the Eagles could could lose to them. Like, the, the Eagles are better in every single way. They have a better roster. They have a probably better quarterback, I think. I mean, look, Jared Goff's accomplished things. I think Jared but, Goff stinks. Right. So they, they have, a, again, yet. better roster, better quarterback. In my opinion, a better coaching staff, right? Nick Sirianni. I would disagree Could you that. imagine if Nick Sirianni was 0-7? He's 2-5, and five, which is bad, and he deserves criticism. I mean, Imagine yes, if they had not won a game. I get that, but even still, I mean, the, the, even though they still haven't won a game, Nick Sirianni's been a national joke multiple times. Dan Campbell was a national no, joke, too, when he had the people biting off the— People that. Yeah, that but they were, it was like a mocking type People way. loved it, though, and then the quote when he was crying after the Ravens. Yeah, like, that was People good. love right. that stuff. Like, this guy at least exudes head coach. He might not be a great one. I don't know if Dan Campbell's going to work out, and they have a, a disastrous roster. I get that, but— but at least the guy feels like a head coach to me. Like, Nick Sirianni feels like a position coach. He doesn't feel like a head coach to me. He doesn't feel like someone these guys are going to rally behind and turn this season around. Like, I, I just don't see it. And at least Dan Campbell has these guys. I know you fighting, but he has them fighting. They are fighting why, playing for him. But, but what makes you think the Eagles aren't playing for Sirianni? However you feel about they, Nick well, and all that, what indication is they, it? There is no What scheme. are the Lions? One of the most disciplined teams in the league? They no, haven't but, won a game. Uh, but, but again, like, I, I'm, I'm, you're asking me about the Eagles. Yes. What I see is that they— they are not responding to everything Sirianni's doing. The technique, the fundamentals, all the stuff that Sirianni preached coming in here, they're bad at. Like, how are we supposed to give so Sirianni credit for the one thing, putting players in positions to be successful? Like, he has yet to build, put Jalen Hurts in a position to be successful this entire season from yeah. an offensive scheme perspective. So how can I look at this staff and have any faith that they're going to do the things they said they were going to do and go in and beat no one seven Lions team? I don't. So here's, I think, one example of how the Eagles are responding to Sirianni. So in the first five games, we used, we would record the pod, the Go Birds pod, available everywhere, and we'd come in here on the radio show, right? 
and we would talk about like these penalties. Like it's such an undisciplined team. How are they doing this? And yes, some of it was on the players, and I still believe that. But ultimately, it fell on Sirianni. First five weeks, most penalized team in the league. Last two weeks, they've cleaned those penalties up considerably. So if you want to look at a prime example of Sirianni fixing a problem and them listening to him, I think the penalties are one of them. And the other thing I'll say is before we start to get to the callers, because I hear this a lot, like, Ellie, you're carrying the water for the Eagles. Like, and it's funny with the plant reference. This week, right? <laughs> but I'm not like they're not playing the Chiefs tomorrow. They're not playing the Cowboys. Like they're playing the Lions. If they were playing 28 other teams, I'd be on here going like they're not going to win this game. Like, you know, they're not. But I think the frustration from the Eagles, again, understandable, has painted the Lions in a light that, they, that they're better than. And I think flat out the, the point that they're not playing hard for Sirianni or that the, Dan Campbell has them playing hard, so that's why they'll win, I just think it's flat out unfair. You can rip Sirianni for a lot of things. He might be a bad X's and O's head coach. I agree with you. Sometimes he sounds like a position coach. But the Eagles are playing hard, and they are responding to him. 215-592-9494. I just think... Honestly, I just don't think the Eagles roster is that much better than the Lions. I know they've been better. They've, you know, two games better. I just don't think they're that much better. I think DeAndre Swift is going to kill the Eagles tomorrow. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to kill the Eagles tomorrow. Like, I think. Well, they've actually done a good job against, against tight ends. Sure, yeah. but, but I just think with intermediate passing, like, that's where Yeah, the agreed. It seems decent. like it could be an issue. It could be an issue. So, I, I don't know. I'm I'm concerned. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on this game tomorrow? Like, it is a, a a weird thing that we are talking about the potential for the Eagles to go into Detroit and lose the 0-7 Lions, but I think it's going to happen. And, and Ellie, I get it. Ellie. I get why you would, but it's not my prediction. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand? Of course, of course, of course. If you want to talk flowers, we are here to talk flowers. Yes. Bring the flowers. If you want to hear me and Elliot go like at each other about flowers. We haven't disagreed about something this vehemently yeah. in a while. Yeah. Like we're pretty on the opposite sides. Yeah. Of so so we will talk flowers as what a weird thing. How many people would have thought that on WIP we would be talking? Let's talk flowers. All right. Uh, Maybe he can go to the flower show when he comes. You know? <laughs> sure. That would be actually that. a power move by him if he went and gave that speech at the flower convention. I mean, he should lean into it at this yeah, point. Got wear like to. a flower got shirt, to, yeah. whatever. Absolutely. Two, instead of the BG shirt, wear a flower shirt. Yes. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. So where do you stand on that? And of course the game. Tomorrow, let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, man? How you doing? Yeah, last weekend, Saturday, didn't feel like Saturday without talking to you guys. I was going to say, I missed you, man. I know. Tom from Vancouver <laughs> ably filled in as our, our necessary Tom to start the show. Nice. But, yeah. you well, know, it's, good, it's never good the same. Good to be back on the horse. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure you have a lot of positivity coming, so I'm excited <laughs> right, to hear well, what you have to say. I'll, I'll, start I'll off. just lean out, and I'll let you two talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, Elliot, I'm going to put my early order in on filet mignon, baked potato, and grilled asparagus on our bet. Yeah. I, what was that, about her being the starter <laughs> next year? That's not uh, yeah. looking good. Yeah. yeah. Mitch Romania is right around the corner, right? I agree. Now, look, yep. he could get benched and still start week one next year. It's unlikely. But, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think Minshew, is, Minshew will start a game this year, barring a dramatic turnaround. For sure, for yep. sure. So, to, to put a bow on the Sirianni flower topic, at least for me, because mm-hmm. I've been busting his chops all week. So, we all know that Ohio State plays at the big house, right? I mean, unless you're James Franklin, we all know that, <laughs> yes, right? yes. All right, so in that vein, I propose we rename the link to the greenhouse. Hmm. <laughs> Not bad, actually, Tom. Not I like it. I mean, they are eco. They are eco friendly. It's like a triple entendre, really. Yeah, they are eco friendly <laughs> yeah. there. So yeah, it fits in. It fits in a lot there. So, James, I've been calling you since the BGN BLG days, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And you know, I usually put together like a fun game for you guys. 
Boy, I got to tell you, man, this year has been not fun. Yes, like, I agree. So I think that's putting it lightly, my friend. And, and also, yeah. real quick, in, in all seriousness, it, it's so sad, right? Like, look, coming mm. off of last year. Yeah, I, it compounds it. Because like, last year yeah. was no fun either. Right. We're like 23, 24 games into, like, no fun. And, and I, it, I, it sucks. I understand we're going to have a how we talk and all those things. But it yeah. would have just been a lot funner if we started that in week 16 instead of week <laughs> 9. You know, <laughs> like, it would have been nice to have more football. the life out of this fan base at this point. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, I, Elliot, I, I keep hearing you go back to the, the Lions don't have a win. Well, I would argue that the Eagles are a block punt and an aging quarterback away from being 0-7 themselves. Uh, yeah, maybe, but they're not. You know, like you could point I, I to understand. the yeah, – right. It's hard to take that Atlanta win away. I'm, I'm with you that Carolina, when you can easily say they did not deserve to win that game, the Atlanta won regardless of Matt Ryan. Like, they dominated. And, look, I understand blunk, uh, blocked punts are not frequent, but – like, like, give them credit for that. They saw something, they executed it, and they did it. So it's not like, you know, the Panthers just handed it to well, them. Like, that was a good play. With, also combined with Sam Darnold. I mean, he was right. just terrible. That guy. This defense just seems to feast on, you know, bad quarterback play. Well, good news. Guess we <laughs> tomorrow, right? Yeah. I understand. But yeah. as far as it comes to tomorrow, um, all right. So you guys know I had them at 412 and 1 coming into you the did, year, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, okay, is this the so one? I'm calling, is this the I'm one? calling my shot. You there got it, is. James. I, I, couldn't you guys see like a wild game, like a bunch of defensive and special team scores? I well, got it. 31-31 tie. Wow. Tie. Okay. Tie. Well, in, it, go, sorry. Go ahead. No, just great call, buddy. Um, interesting it. thing, because I've heard this a lot this week about how, uh, you know, the um, Lions last week against the Rams, they like did a bunch of blocks and fakes and whatever. Like David Phipp is potentially out with COVID. Oh, really? special team. I didn't well, he's see on that. the COVID list. Oh, I don't know wow. if he'll be able to coach oh, or not. But so you know, that's one area that is, where that matters. No, yeah, that's something. Yeah. Well, and, and then I'll, I'll end on this. So I heard you, Elliot. Like the the progress that Sirianni has shown is that they're less penalized. Is is that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you know it's an amazing feat, but you know, well, anyway, yeah. I'd say that that is as ridiculous as celebrating a four and practice record. Well, you should actually be thank you too, man. You too, man. You, Tommy. People Glad should you. actually be thanking me for that because it's going to end up being no, the highlight of the season, season right? <laughs> like they they dominated those practices. They did. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Jets <laughs> traded for Joe Flacco. He lit them up in those practices. Oh, buddy, I don't. I don't. I'm just gonna. Just 215 Where do you stand on tomorrow's Eagles Lions game? Are you like Elliot? Like enough of this? The Eagles are gonna lose the 0-7 Detroit Lions stuff. Or me, where I actually think they're gonna lose the 0-7 Detroit Lions. And of course, Flowergate, if you want to get in on that as well. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that the Park Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the real Philly fan. College and pro football, baseball, playoffs, hockey, MMA, soccer, and basketball. There is so much to bet on. Bet with the best. The Park Sportsbook app, live in-game, play-by-play betting. Let's you bet while you watch. The whole It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. You can bet the money line as it changes during the game on the Bark Sportsbook app. You can bet on individual player performances as they happen in basketball. Bet player points, rebounds, assists, baseball, hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts, inning by inning. In football, you can bet passing and rushing yards, touchdown scores, and so much more. Plus, same game parlays, props, teasers, over-unders. And more than anything, like we're watching these games anyway. It's just more fun to have some action on it. You're more invested. It is just 
way more fun, and you can make a little money on top of it. And the Park Sportsbook app is the way to do it. And here's the deal for you new customers. If you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. John Johnson. Coming up after that, Eagles, Lions tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Listen to it here on WIP. Mike Merrill Howard. Only way to do it. Yeah, it's so much better. Quick quick thing I would like to get out there. I'm sure people are going to bring the flower thing up. So I think it's important to note that he did not show the team a flower. He showed them a plant. Now, he said flower at the podium. <laughs> he brought this on himself in that way. But people that are mad that he would show the team a flower in a meeting, it's an important distinction to make that he showed a plant. So just would like okay. to put I mean that is slightly would like better, to put so that out there in the world. And I understand at this point it's too far gone. Yeah, it's and gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's but a national story. But. I just think if you're mad that he would show the team a flower and a plant, like good news. He did not. It wasn't. It, it would have been okay if it, it would have been okay if it was a flower, but it was a plant. Just yeah. to for the sake of accuracy, I'm I gonna, wanted to put that out. I'm going to call it flower though. Yeah, go ahead. Flower. I mean, people I'm are going to do it. Nick said flower. I say flower. And look, he did that himself. So it's not like his mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Okay. Wherever that's from, you don't I get believe that you. Yeah. Clay Matthews. <laughs> no, it's coming to America. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I knew it wasn't Clay Matthews. To be clear, that was a joke. <laughs> but I didn't know where it was from. <laughs> two one five. I didn't expect you to. Sadly. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go back to the phones. Go to New Jersey and talk to my buddy Bry. Yo, Bry. Some say love. It is a flower. <laughs> Nice. What's up, guys? How we doing? What up, man? Had to get, had to get up. Yo, ESP, I love you, man. I swear. I appreciate I was at the it. game. I was at the game, um, the Chiefs game, and it's yeah. funny. I was, shout, I was shouting to Shady. I was shouting to Ike. I was probably the only one in that crowd shouting to ESP. I was going to say. The, yeah, you, you were the one. It? Yeah, but I yeah, appreciate yeah, it. You, nah, no doubt. No doubt. So, uh, um, yeah, so I want to get into this game a little bit. I kind of side a little with you at ESP, not with the flower thing. I'll get to that real quick, but someone better wear a flower shirt on Sunday. I, I someone's got to do yeah, it. you got to lean I, into like, it. I mean, yeah. let's got, be honest. If you're it. Detroit Lions fans, shouldn't you all be wearing flowers in the stands? Because that's what I would do. It's a good call. Uh, it's Halloween. Like, it's Halloween. Like, like you said, like, like, look, I was one of the ones who was, like, very skeptic on the first press conference, but I thought a lot of people got on him too early about it and, like, too much about it, but – this flower thing is just a little too much, and I, I really was like, like, what the hell is going well, what on? What upset you about it? I just, like, when I, I was listening to it on, uh, on the midday show, yeah. and I was listening to it live, and, like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe what I was hearing, and I knew John and Joe were about to get back on and, like, rip him. <laughs> and just the fact, like, look, like, I, I get it. Like, yeah, I, you said he didn't show a picture of a flower, but... He did say it, and just like yeah. he knows, he knows, like he's a smart guy. He knows like his audience, and he has to know like Angelo is ripping him the next morning. He has to know that Philly is not going to eat that up. Like you yeah. use a different analogy. I, I, I don't know. So here, I don't here, want to get. Here's what I would say, Brian, really quick. So I think the analogy and the message behind it is a good one, right? The the message is, look, I know we're not winning these games, but the work you're putting in is leading to it, and you have to believe that. I think that's a good message to to send. And in terms of what you said about how it sounded at the podium, I agree. And I probably would, if I was Sirianni, I wouldn't have told that story. But now the issue is, right, he tries to be honest and he tries to be helpful and tell people things and everyone jumps down his throat and he's going to stop doing that. 
But Good. I also but, stop doing. But that. I also think we should remember there's an important distinction. Like certain people are good at certain things, right? Like he might just not be great at press conferences. But the good news is he might be really good in front of the team. Like he might be really good talking to whoever. Mm, yeah, and, we don't and, know. and the fact that he's not good at press conferences might not be a huge surprise because he's new at it, right? So no, I. I think that's just an important distinction. Again, he could be a bad coach. I'm not saying he's done a good job because he hasn't, but I think that how he speaks at the podium is not indicative of how he speaks to his team. What do you got on the game? No, no, I I agree. No, I agree about that. That's why I was hoping for a a player with a flower shirt. That's that's yes, it would be funny. So on the game, I I really I'm on Elliott's side. Like, look, like I understand we've looked bad and it's been hard to watch, but I guarantee, like, all right, a lot of people are saying the Lions fight hard and they fought hard against the Rams. It was the Stafford. The Stafford uh, golf bowl, like they fought hard, and I get it. But and they were in a lot of these games. But look at the points they scored in a lot. I think they scored over seventeen one time. And like yeah. I just look, they got the two running backs. I got one on my fantasy team. Let's go, let's go DeAndre Swift. <laughs> um, and I and they got a tight end. Like I, I feel like other than that, they're kind of like really average. Like we have yeah, a more they, talented team. Uh, we have a more talented uh, team. Brian and great call. I I think we do have a more talented team. I just don't think it's by as much as a lot of people might think. Like I think the Eagles are not a talented team. And I look, I know that. Oh, but if you had to pick one roster, which would I, like I just said, I think the Eagles roster is better. Yeah. But unlike you, I think the Lions are being coached better right now than the Eagles. I do. I think the I think the Eagles are the worst coached team in football right now. Like how many more? And again, like we are not all twenty two guys, right? Like I know what I'm looking at, and all yeah. that, but I'm not like someone who analyzes the tape or yes. whatever, right? Like that. that leave, leave that to the Shields and the people who are amazing at that. Every single person who does that, every single tape analysis person, whether it's Shield, I mean, Shield literally said the phrase, "I hate this defense." Yep. Like. Every single one talking about the offense and the defense is saying it is the most vanilla scheme in the NFL. Like how that has to permeate. Like that. Has well, that to look. And I've you. I've said yes. I agree that when when you want to talk about the coaching staff, I think an absolute fair criticism where you can say this is a red flag is how they like how they are coached. Like X's and O's. Right. I agree with that. I have not fought fought back with you on that. I think that the where I push back on you is I think the peripheral stuff is not as big of a deal. Now, what I would, where I would question you, and, you know, again, we don't watch a tape, so I'm not trying to back you into a corner, but you say that the Eagles are one of the worst coach teams in the league. Like, we're not watching all the Lions games. We're not having Sheila on to talk about the Lions. No. We're, not, we're not seeing Lions content. So, again, the Eagles have not been well coached. So there is a very good chance the Lions have been better coached in some ways. And, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's important to note, like, the Eagles have won two games and the Lions haven't. Mm-hmm. So off of record alone and off of stats in terms of, like, yards, points, those types of things, the Eagles are better at those things, which, which again, for just me and you, where we're not watching, you know, we're not – would seem to indicate a better coach team. It also feels like the Eagles have regressed, right? And it feels like the Lions have gotten better. The Lions have played some of their best games recently. That Ravens game was only a couple games yeah. ago, the, the Rams game last week, whereas the Eagles, it's like each week it's worse and worse I agree. For us. That, like that, that, that's Ra- fair. That Raiders game was the the worst game of the season for all of us. I mean, I mean the Dallas well, – The Cowboys game. Dallas game yeah. was the worst game they played, but, like – like, they were not competitive at Agreed. all. And the Dallas Cowboys are flat out better than the Raiders, too. Well, and so. also it's later in the year, whereas yeah. early on you could, you know, not, you yeah, don't want to explain away it. Kings, but, whatever. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, they're, they've regressed, and that yes. concerns me. 215-592-9494. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my pal Neil. Hey, buddy. Seltzer, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, man. What's you on your too, mind today? Elliot. You too, Elliot. Pleasure. Oh, always good to hear from you, Neil. <laughs> thank you, thank you. A couple things. So, I think I do think the Lions will win this game twenty three twenty. I don't. It, neither team is good, but but here's where I think you're wrong, Elliot. 
Mm-hmm. I actually have watched a few Lions games, which means I don't have much of a social life, <laughs> but I've actually watched a few games. Yeah. They are playing hard for this coach. Five of their seven losses have been 10 points or less in the fourth quarter. Yep. The problem with the Lions, they don't have that much talent. They're just, if you look on paper, the Eagles are a more talented team than the Lions, but that's a very low threshold to cross. So, Neil, right? Neil, Neil, real quick, because I just want to push back on one thing, that I didn't say that their Lions aren't playing hard. I'm just saying that the, that the Eagles are also playing hard. Like, again, I'm not saying the Lions, that they're not playing hard for Dan Campbell, but there's no indication the Eagles aren't playing hard. Well, listen, I think, Ellie, I'm sorry, uh, Seltzer was right before. It's hard to quantify, yeah, you know, yep, effort. Yep. But the eye test sometimes is pretty accurate. And just on the eye test, I think the Lions are playing harder for their coach. But the other thing, too, is Sirianni has been such a, I think, bad coach this year not only game planning, you know, the, you know, the 10 screens behind the line, that even if they're playing better for his scheme, his scheme sucks. Mm-hmm. So it's a chicken and egg problem, right? Which causes which? And we yeah. can debate this endlessly. The second thing is this. This, this matchup, it's weird. It, the, the, uh, Swift leads all running backs with catches. He gets 43 catches out of the backfield. Hawkinson's a tight end. The Eagles linebackers don't cover running backs and tight ends well. It's maybe yeah. the only matchup the whole year that the Lions have some edge on. And the third thing I want to say is this, and I would love to claim that I got this stat uh, on my own, but I did not. Ruben Frank had a great stat that just came out an hour ago. And he basically said that when the Eagles have run two or more running plays in a drive, hers has 108 QB rating. Wow. When they have wow. most of their drives, when it's one carrier less, 70 rating. Wow. Cause and effect? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, this is what makes it even more frustrating. Last week against the Raiders, the first drive, 42 yards on the ground, 42 yards on the air. When there was that balance and Hertz was under center and, and they weren't running you know, crazy plays, just you know, think a dunk down the field, he looked successful. And, and mm-hmm. that's the part I think. It, it, it's which coach is maximizing their talent no matter what level that talent is week in and week out. And I have to be honest. Look, when you're a winless team, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You don't get to say you're good at anything. So I get your point, but I, I, think, the, I think it lines up very well for them because this game, they've circled on their calendar the line yeah, no, and said, we I, can win this game. I'm with you, pal. That's what I think is – yeah, I, I'm and with that's you. Delta, that's where you're right. Great call, Neil. And, and I, look, I, I do think that this is a game the Lions are going to believe in they can win. And, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure the Eagles believe it too. And, you know, again, I've said it, but I'll repeat it. I don't want to get, you know, old takes exposed or whatever. Like, the Eagles could lose this game. I'm not pounding the table saying the Eagles are way better. They're definitely going to win. The Eagles are capable of losing any team anywhere. That's what we've seen so far through seven games. So, I agree. Like, the people that are pointing these things out, they're good points. I just think that this this narrative that they're not playing hard, both can be true. Like, they could be playing hard for Dan Campbell and they'll be playing hard. The Sirianni players could be playing hard for Sirianni as well. No, and I, and look, I think that's a, a fair point. And I certainly don't think Detroit is going to roll tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a dominant win. If they do, then... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that again. 215-592-9494. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our buddy David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how are we? What's going on, man? Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm here to represent the Philadelphia Chrysanthemums. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, look, man. the Lions are at home, and I know that everybody, the whole narrative is that they play hard and whatnot, but the biggest thing that's going against the Eagles right now, it's not talent, it's leadership. All right? And as long as, as, long as Seriani is coaching the way he's coaching, 
and not doing the obvious, the Eagles are going to be behind the eight ball in every game that they play. It doesn't doesn't matter who the opponent is. When you play smart football, you have a chance to win. The Eagles don't play smart football. They they just don't. It took what Sirianni seven weeks to run the ball one time in a row. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's up. The season's is salvageable. Just like I said last week, it's salvageable. But it won't go that way unless Sirianni takes a good look and steps out and says, "Look, we need to do the basics. We got to get back to the basics. You can't grow anything if you don't have the basics." Yeah, it's so, a- and that's why. That, that's why I think that's why I think Detroit has a huge edge in this game, and it's got nothing to do with the record. It has everything to do with the effort. So it's an it's a good point you make about the fact that the obvious has been there for Sirianni to do, and he hasn't done it. And I think you saw him start to do it against the Raiders last week. Hertz was under center more. They were handing it off to Miles Sanders at the beginning of the game. So I do think coming out of the mini bye, you saw Sirianni self evaluate and say, "Okay, I need to be better at it." Now, he should have known that from the beginning. So I'm not going to, you know, throw him a parade for that. He should have stuck with it when Miles Sanders got hurt. Well, like, he did. That's yeah, it. He did. There you he go. Did. That's what he should have done. Right, he should have stuck did. with it. I mean, one time in a row does not help not anybody. to the same level. Well, but like, if you look at the next few drives, he was running it quite a bit. And then the, they well, were down a bunch of points. Regardless. The, I know. There was the three for one and all that. The, the point I was going to make to Dave's point is I'm really interested to see if he does it tomorrow because it's the right way to go into this game. The caller just read Rube's stat. It was Neil, right, that read Rube's stat. So, yeah, they should run the ball more tomorrow. Now, I do think as positive as Kenny Gainwell has been, and he's been impressive, I don't believe he's as good of a runner yet as Miles Sanders is. But, you know, Jordan Howard's going to be up. Boston Scott's there. So I'm very interested to see if Sirianni sticks to what worked early on against the Raiders, even though Miles Sanders isn't there. But here's the thing. I've always said this. The Detroit Lions always play the Eagles hard. It doesn't matter what time of the season it is. I remember the Snow Bowl. They had two kick returns for touchdowns in the snow. All right, who does yeah. that? The they Lions always play yeah. the Eagles hard. And so well, they've beaten everybody... them the last couple of times. They Doug lost to him twice in a row. Yeah, and so so there there is actually no surprise for the Eagles to go in there and, and lose. Agreed. But I'm praying that they win, and I'm predicting the score 21 17. All so right, David. Yeah. Good call. No, you're, I mean, no, I think he's saying the Lions 21 Oh, okay. Right? I mean, he did that whole call was all about how the Lions. Well, he said he, he hopes they win. Hopes so, they win. Yeah. So, but, um, When's the last time the Eagles beat the Lions? So they lost him on Thanksgiving. Um, they lost him Carson's mm-hmm. rookie year. I mean, it might be a snowball, right? Well, they beat him there. I know the last. Oh time yeah, yeah. So, but you're right. Isn't sorry, that what brain, you asked brain me? Fart, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> brain, brain fart by me. You're right. It was a snowball. It might yeah, have been a, it was snowball. a snowball. Yeah, yeah. but it is crazy because they do have some big wins. Obviously, remember the Kevin Curtis game, the 50s. Yep. You know, uh, those hideous obviously uniforms. Obviously, the playoff game with Rodney Pete back in the day. So they have some some really good history. Uh, Dan, Dan Wilson telling me it was the snowball the last time yeah. he beat the Lions. That's pretty crazy to think about. That's, so that was 2013. That's eight years ago. Was they, that 2013? Yeah, it was 2013. Yeah. Eight years ago, the last Now, time. they've only played him twice since then. So right, it's not but, like they've yeah, lost eight in a row. That's true, but still. Yeah, so. but it is crazy. 215-592-9494. Where do you stay on this game tomorrow? Eagles-Lions. We've gotten some varied thoughts. It, it, I think it's pretty clear, though, that there is no one, at least that we've heard from, and, and please call in 215-592-9494. We've not heard from anyone who feels like super confident against an 0-17. And it's understandable. Right. I, even though, I, again, I, I do believe what I'm saying, I understand why people would think they would lose. 215-592-9494, the Eagles-Lions game tomorrow. Where do you stand on it? Are you like me? Are you, you think the Eagles are going to lose to an, a, a team without a win, or, or are you like, oh, you have a little more confidence that despite the fact the Eagles haven't looked great, they're still facing a, a really bad Lions team and can handle business? And, of course, the Flowers, 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Eagles-Lions tomorrow. 
Three and a half point line on the Park Sportsbook app. I would certainly advise taking the Lions there. I feel like it's a close game. Get yeah, an I extra think half yeah. point. I think that's probably the smart betting play. Y- you know what's a, a bad look for the Eagles coaching staff? And I'll just pick one. <laughs> I was just about to say. Yeah. Oh, let me let me yeah. let me try let me and count guess the which ways, one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh watching Zach Ertz go to Arizona and just, be an impact player. Yep. And again, I know that it's a different situation. They have a you know better quarterback in Kyler Murray. But he just looks so much better. He looks rejuvenated. Yeah, he he's got like space. Athletic, kidding. Yeah, yeah, so it's just hard to ignore when you're watching the Cardinals games and you're seeing Zach Ertz run. You know, he has like a 25-yard catch. He had that 46-yard touchdown. Yeah, which so. was a really nice catch, too, like leaping and then on the yeah, run. They, he like, had a he big fourth down catch athletic. in that game. Yeah, I'm with you. So not a good look for the Eagles coaching. Staff. No, but shout out to Zach rooting for that guy. Yeah, obviously. I, mean, I think the Cardinals might be frauds, but he is a. Chance I think they to... are. I think at least as a Super Bowl contender, I think they're they're a fine team. Yeah. But I don't think they have a real chance to win the Super Bowl. And a great Bowl. trade for them. We don't have to analyze the Cardinals, but a great trade for them because he's a perfect player to add for a postseason. Totally, probably. totally. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four Eagles Lions. Not necessarily a game with a. Uh, Postseason implications. No, like the, the game on Thursday. It's night. got implications, but not. <laughs> there uh, are real. I mean, that's in a minute. I, I want to get Elliot's thought on like let's let's get in the future machine, and the Eagles lose on Sunday. Like, what happens next? Yeah. I want to get Elliot's thoughts on that first. Let's go to our buddy in Texas, CJ. So, CJ, you are on WIP. What up, CJ? Hey, CJ. I really appreciate. What's going on, man? I really appreciate James having the uh, the drop for coming to America. Elliot, I'm not surprised you didn't get it. <laughs> I know. I'm terrible but, with movies, man. I'm so bad. Yeah. So even with that, Elliot, I am surprised. Not Elliot. See, James was surprised this week when they did the whole flowers thing. You didn't drop roses by Outcast. Great song. Oh, great song. Bad job by me. The so, Eagles, so the big boy, the big boy like, verse in that is amazing. It happened in our show, and then like I didn't do the flower music. The next day, I didn't. I should have done flat. It was because Wecht, full inside baseball. Wechter did his whole show doing flower music, and I was like, all right, well, I don't want to like play all the right. same songs he just did. But you are correct. That is a freaking awesome song, and I should have played it. Uh, so, I mean, let's go down the list. Let's do it, CJ. I always love when you call. You, you, you really add like you that. add a lot to the show, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see you on the board. So what's up? Look, I, I mean, it's like this. I understand. We're seeing it right now with Kansas City. Their fan base is kind of turning. The people say, oh, they're the worst fan base, you know, and when we're used to being told that. Yep. It, it, I think it becomes this thing where there's been a group of teams that's been right there on the crest of winning every year, and it's all of them almost have the same fan bases where it's like, Man, they haven't won yet, or they haven't won in so long, but they stay ready, they stay supportive, they stay this, they stay that. Then they win, and then it's like you have these newcomers that jump on the bandwagon, and it's like, oh, this is horrible, because really they want to be a part of winning. Mm -hmm. Now, to go back to that, it's like, okay, well, that's what Sirianni is trying to say. Like, oh, you got to do this work that's underground to build up, and we see that, we see what's going on in practice. If you're not smart enough to understand, you don't need to say to really overanalyze what doesn't have to be said, mm-hmm. then that shows the lack of being a coach. Also, if you have to wait till week seven to know that you should run the ball, that shows you're not ready. I can just go down the list, and I'm not really trying to take shots at you. You it's didn't think Dallas was good. You didn't think the Raiders yeah. were good. You didn't think freaking um, our talent was bad. You've still been riding with Howie. You didn't think our schedule was that tough. You think our O line was good? I mean, our D line. Well, the O line, the O line has it, been decent, but yeah. Yeah, the O line, but I said that wrong. But it was one. Okay, you get half of it right. <laughs> I, need, I need that half point, CJ. I need that half point. I mean, I get it. And you thought winning 
the the off season practices was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. When these coaches are like, this dude is coaching for his life, and we're just making sure our players get the scheme and get ready for the season. Yeah, I I, I really want him to work, and I really want Hurst to work because I know that's the quickest way out of the dome of the bottom. I understand Agreed. it, but I just have to be real to understand it. Said this may not be it. I want to give Hurts the rest of the season, but I also know with making a decision as a leader, somebody's going to say, "Hey, we got to get Minshew in to see if it's not if it's Hurts or it's the coach." Because if it's the coach, we can very easily get rid of him at the easy season. Yep. Get another quarterback coach in and get Jalen Hurts up and running. Yeah. Then we can go. And, and I do, Jay. Great call. Easy to do. Great yeah. call as always. And and it is an inter- that is an interesting thing, right? With this whole like. You know, how do you evaluate one and the other and yep. vice versa, you know? Well, and I do think, you know, to CJ's point, if they bench Hurts, I think it will be to evaluate Sirianni. Like, that will be the reason they do it. Yeah, I, I, I think that is a, a fair a fair point because otherwise, like, I don't think they necessarily think that Gardner Minshew is, is a potential answer. No, but, I mean, I think, like, it's worth finding out sure. to a certain I degree. I get it. Yeah, at a certain point for sure. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tommy. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? What's up, Tom? How you doing? I'm I'm in uh, I'm in our little uh, gym here in our building. So nice. <laughs> if it's a little echoey, that's why. All right. I'm going to. Uh, good I'm good, to, good job getting that workout in. Yeah. Well. Well. Thank you. I actually <laughs> I brought my plants down here because if I water them while I'm working out, they'll grow stronger. <laughs> there you roots, go. So keep Tommy, you motivated. There you go. Got to fertilize and water. What's on your mind, brother? All right. So, you know, I, I still think that we're actually on track for my seven and ten season prediction. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was going to be a disaster at the beginning. It has been. What has me mostly concerned is the up and down progress as opposed to steady progress. And I think we're actually looking at like flower power versus analytics this game. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be the big thing. The flower power being like a fan base culture issue. And, the, and in which case, if we look at that, the Lions are going to win. There's no doubt. They've got, the, they've got a, a coach that's passionate, that seems like a, a real football guy, and all the rest of it. But just, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. And on the analytics side, so I know you've been doing the uh, PFF uh, stuff, and you've done a great job with that, Elliot. Uh, yeah. And I agree with you. On Football Outsiders, DVOA, the, it's very similar to PFF. Uh-huh. The Eagles are 21st. The Lions are 27th. And the, in defense, the Eagles are 23rd, even though they suck. And the Lions are 27. Yeah. The Lions secondary is terrible. Their tackling is bad. So there's a lot of analytic reasons why they should actually win this game. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, again, like I, they could lose, but I think the only reason that there there is to pick them to lose is just they're capable of losing any game because they're playing poorly. Like there's no, yeah, there's not a ton point, of X's and O's. To your point, it's the Eagles can beat themselves more than the Lions Correct. will beat the Eagles. Yes. Now, what, what I will push back on real quick is. Like, Nick, how is Nick Sirianni not a football guy? He's been coaching in the NFL oh, for a yeah. long time. He played Whole football. He's football. super passionate. I think like, Dan Campbell is just, like, the prototypical, like, football guy. Yeah, because, you know, I guess. Yeah, he's a line. He's, he like, a tight ends coach. You know, that kind right. of thing. Yeah, so, so let's, let's say that he's a stereotype of the football guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? I guess. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas we've got a more cultured teacher type. Because that whole flower thing – has been totally blown out of proportion, but Agreed. I get it. It's because he wasn't speaking to the right audience. Yeah. But if you, if you, from an education perspective and such, it's fine. Yeah, That's it's a great analogy would be used yeah. all the time by a teacher. And no, such. and Tommy, great calls always. And look, I, I, again, I do think like the under, 
the underlying message of you know like you talked about before you know you got a good one you gotta you gotta have the roots first you know yep. that's the idea is you gotta build the base my issue is that this team to use that analogy has not done that like the base is fundamentals the base is like right. all this stuff we've been so upset about your scheme you know wh- what is your identity the fact that we didn't talk about much on this show but like when they asked nick what is the the i know this was identity bad. of this team he had no answer and well, like, it was for, like create turnovers and make big plays it was like what are we doing here man yeah, like so like, you know, like in basketball, it's like, what's your identity as an offense? Like, score points. Yeah, like, we score, man. Yes. We score. Yeah. It's like, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, I mentioned it before. Coming up next, we're going to – Elliot covers the team, has covered the team for a long time, knows the way the team works, knows a lot about Lori Roseman, all this stuff. I want to know from Elliot if they lose on Sunday to Lions and let's say, you know, lose, lose, you know, maybe not get blown out. But Any type of loss. Convincingly a loss. Yeah. I want to see what Elliot thinks happens next. That's coming up next, as well as Elliot's player to watch on Sunday. And, of course, Eagles-Lions, where you're at, 215-592-9494. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that the Park Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the Real Philly Fan College and Pro Football, Baseball, Playoffs, Hockey, MMA, Soccer, and Basketball. You can bet on it all. Bet with the best. The Parks Sportsbook app. Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch. It is a wild ride with wild swings and real opportunities to take advantage and make some money when you're watching those games and betting as it happens. You can bet the money line as it changes during the game on the Park Sportsbook app. You can bet on individual player performances as they happen in baseball and basketball. You can bet on player points, rebounds, assists, baseball, hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts, inning by inning. And in football, of course, you can bet passing and rushing yards, touchdown scores, and so much more, plus same-game parlays, props, teasers, over-unders, and, and more than anything, just having some action on these games makes them so much more fun to watch, so much more invested in games you're going to watch anyway. Why not add a little bit of fun to it all? And here's the deal for you, new customers. If you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA. And use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It is GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. John Johnson mm. coming up next. Can't wait to listen to a little Jan Janssen after us. Yeah. I mean, look, speaking of Jan Janssen, Sixers-Hawks today. Oh, buddy. Of yeah. all the games Ben's not going to come back yeah. for, I'm going to guess he doesn't play today. You think? Embiid yeah. is playing. Embiid is that. playing? Yes, okay. he will play. Man, I would be very worried about I that. I am very worried about that, yes. Howard Eskin made this point all offseason. I think he's been proven correct. Like, should have had the surgery. Should have yeah, had the meniscus probably. surgery. He I just, mean, I, we don't know what's going on in the knee and all that. Who knows? Right. But, yeah. I, he just, I, again, he had a good game. He just looks. He looks like he's laboring. Yes, yeah. which is tough to see, you know, five games yeah, in or whatever I'm with we are. You. I'm with you. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up later, we'll get to Elliot's player to watch. And coming up in a minute, I'm going to ask Elliot again, covers the team, has covered the team for a long time, knows how this kind of stuff works. Like, what happens? What happens? Obviously, we know what happens on WIP if they lose to 0-7 Lions. Gets ugly. Yeah, we know. But what happens in that building? What are Jeffrey thinking? How he thinking? What happens in that building? We'll get to that in just a second. First, let's go to Florida and talk to our good buddy, Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory. What's going on, guy? What's up, Ja'Cory? How you doing? Good, man. Watching some college football. Preparing for this Halloween party later today. Nice. Yeah, man. But um, this game, um, wow, this game can go either way. Yeah. Um, Which is not a good thing when you're playing an 0-7 team. You don't want to feel yeah, that way going yeah. in. Yeah. Like I said um, earlier this week, 
Um, Detroit is really desperate. They're looking for a win. Um, I feel like this is their only opportunity to get a win. Um, Ellie, you know, you've seen teams playing before. When teams playing desperate, they usually like to pull out these wins. Yeah, but it's not like the Eagles don't need a win, too. I mean, they're pretty desperate as well. The Eagles need a win, too. But I just feel like Detroit fights harder because Dan Campbell is their coach and Deuce Daly is looking out for revenge. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he is. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like the problem with the Eagles, man, is, like, it's really with the coaching. Like, um, I feel like we don't run the ball enough. I feel like we don't – Hurts doesn't put us in a great position. To, uh, to 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 score points. Um, mm-hmm. when he's like going into halftime, he's throwing for like fifty six or like sixty yards at hard time. That you can't do that. And Ellie, you're right, man. If we lose this game, I want to see him put in Minshew to see what um what the offense really looks like with a competent quarterback. Because you know we've seen Minshew in the past when he gets high, he gets high. Yeah, and at and least just thing, see what it what it looks like. You know, it right. might not be and fair to Hurts, but just see what it looks like. And another thing is, too, I've been seeing these um, reports of trading Andre Dillard to the Browns, and I was wondering, do you think we can trade Andre Dillard for, like, a safety, like a grand Delta or, like, another player that's on, like, on a, that has more than a year left on his contract, yeah. like a young player? It's a great question. Great call. It's the well, I like – Grant Delpit a lot coming out of LSU. I loved so, him coming out of LSU. I don't know what he's done. Yeah, I've been I loved him coming out of LSU. I think he got hurt at one point. I, it sounds familiar to me. I feel like he did as well. So, obviously, Andre Dillard is a player you would trade for the right price. I mean, of course. there's not a player on the roster, you know, outside, I guess, like Devontae Smith, that you, like, definitely wouldn't trade, right? So, and I guess Javon Hargrave. But, um, yeah, I, look, if Andre, if a team offers a good deal for Andre Dillard, they should take it. But I, I don't think, you know, we, you want to talk about potentially selling what could happen. I don't think trading Dillard just to trade him makes any sense. Like, Lane Johnson missed three games this year. Uh, Jordan Mailata has had knee problems. He's had back problems before. And he looks like he's laboring. Going back yeah. to the NBA conversation, like, it looks like the injury Mailata had, like, he doesn't look as spry as he did prior to that injury since coming back. Right. Now, Dillard can't be your backup swing tackle because he's struggled at right tackle. Maybe he'd be better if he went back out there again, but he, he struggled at right yeah, tackle Yeah, I don't think before. I want to find out, right? Well, yeah. I'm sure the quarterback doesn't want to, yeah. but... I think that Dillard does have, have value as a backup left tackle, especially if you feel confident moving my lot over to right. So, you know, if a team offered a third for Dillard, like, yeah, that's something I would consider. But I'm not moving him for a sixth or a fifth or whatever. Like, I think he has some value as a backup offensive lineman at a cheap rate. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Back to the phones in a sec. Just kind of alluding to it, whether it's trades, uh, you know, internal stuff. I know that Richie has said that he thinks someone will get fired if they lose this game. I don't know if, if I'm there, but – what do you think happens? Let's say the Eagles lose and let's you know lose convincingly, not blown out or whatever. But let's say they lose, I don't know. Let's say uh, you know, twenty-eight to twenty-one or yep. twenty-eight to twenty. And it doesn't look that close. And it doesn't look that close. What happens on Monday? So I'll always remember it was Thanksgiving uh, Day when Chip lost to the Lions, and yep. they, it was bad. It was like you know, forty-five to fourteen. Yep. Yeah. I remember that was the year Howie Theoretic, was... Theoretic, baby. How, running all over yep, the field. Yep. Michael Kendrick's chasing after him. I remember it. So that was the year Howie was gone, or Howie was, you know, jokingly on the other side of the building or whatever. And I remember standing outside the locker room after that loss, and I, I see Howie for the first time standing with Larry and thinking, okay, this is the moment where, like, there are changes coming. I think that's what, you, that's what will happen if they lose tomorrow. Now... Will they fire Sirianni on the spot? No, probably not. And, I, and you know, depending how the defense plays, they probably don't fire Gannon. But if they get embarrassed in any stretch by the Lions tomorrow, like, that will put the nail in the coffin, wow. to, to, in my opinion. Wow. I, I just think, like, 
Lurie's not going to watch his team lose to an 0-7 team and not have there be changes. Now, the tough thing is, with this coaching staff, I don't know who you promote, right? Like, if you're going to fire Gannon, who's the coordinator? Yeah. If you're going to fire Sirianni, who's the head coach? And I, I, to be fair, I don't think there's any chance he fires Nick Sirianni in I, I agree. I just don't see it. I'm more, I don't even know if he'll fire him after the year. We'll see how bad it gets. Agree with like, that as well. I, I think there's no chance Sirianni gets fired if they lose tomorrow. Now, the other problem is, you know, so let's say they lose, right? It's like, okay, well, then you, you start to trade guys. I don't think it'll be the big names people think. Like, trading Fletcher Cox is complicated with the, with the salary cap. Same because, thing with Slay, right? Yep, same thing with Slay. Like, and, you know, if there's anything how he's good at, he understands the salary cap. So there could be a ways to do it. But just from what I know, they'd be, it would be hard to do. The guys I think you could see them trade are Steven Nelson, solid cornerback, one-year deal, sure. easy to move. Um, you know, people are going to laugh at this, but Eric Wilson, right? Like a guy that had success elsewhere to a certain degree, cheap one-year deal if a team really needs a linebacker. Like maybe Miles, although since he got hurt, hurt I think that tough. would – Yeah. So I, I think those are the type of players you'll see them move. I don't know if you're going to see like a Slay, a Fletcher Cox, a Lane. Like that would be tough to do financially. But look, they took a $33 million cap hit with Carson. So anything's possible. I just – I think the money with those guys – are too big to to uh tr- to move them. 215-592-9494 coming up in a little bit. Elliot's player to watch. Let's go back to the phones. Go to South Philly and talk to our buddy Darren. Yo, Dave. <laughs> what's up, brother? What up, hey, man? Hey, what's up, Elliot? What's up? Yeah, first of all, your Twitter feed is hilarious, my brother. I appreciate hilarious. it. Hilarious. I try. You want to get past Thanksgiving to get to Christmas. You got to be a good oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Hey, Darren, Christmas. thank you for bringing You're, this up. It's, it's, you it's are hor- a horrendous take. Elliot, Elliot, uh, Elliot's underrating of Thanksgiving and the gloriousness of that as a holiday is is em- embarrassing. If we're going to the use Christmas the season is the best time of the year. Thanksgiving's fine; it's a good day, but like it's not comparable to Christmas. Oh, God. Let me say this: of, of your bad takes, you got to you you owe a former Eagle uh, a, apology, ESP. You do. Which you which former Eagle? Did you not see my boy Russell Douglas steal the win against the? Cardinals he did. Our boy, did. Yeah. Well, to be clear, I was always big on Rasul. Yeah, no, to be fair, yeah, yes, I was. was. I said he deserved uh, the chance Darren, to start. Elliot, Elliot was higher on Rasul than most, to be honest. Like, at least in but the he, media. But he was right there with our good our good buddy Partridge. And Trey, like, oh, yeah, he should go. He should go. I'm like, play him as a safety or let him be a corner. Well, he's you not playing safety in Green Bay. But he's playing. But he's on the field making plays. Like I said, players know how to make plays. I agree. He's a playmaker. Play. I, I tweeted that. Well, let me ask you yeah. this: Wouldn't it, do you think the Eagles could benefit to having Russell Douglas as a corner right about now? Not really. I mean, where would he be? <laughs> yeah, he's he not be better than Slay. He's not better than Nelson. And he's probably not I'll better. Like, than oh, wait, 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 wait. And he's not a slot guy. He's, I am not be a Slay here. fan. He would be a backup he, here if he were here. I today. know you're not about to say that Rasul Douglas is just as good as Darius Slay. I feel it. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Darren, I mean, stop. You're ruining you I like nice Rasul, boy. too. But like, I like Rasul. Stop. Come on. Darius I mean, is a top-ten corner in the league. Rasul's been bouncing around stop. this season. I don't understand how, but here or there, I wouldn't go there. But I do have a, an opinion on what you were talking about, what happens when we lose to Detroit, mm-hmm. because it's inevitable. Uh, how about they hire uh, the, the, the Zimmer, the Bears' former uh, the linebacker, linebacker, black Singletary? ball guy. Mike Singletary? Yeah, he said he's interested in getting back in coaching. I don't want anything to do with Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary well, failed defense? spectacular. As a defensive well, coordinator, maybe, sure. Like, but yeah, like, you he's very rarely – D, hold on. You very rarely, if someone is going to be fired in season, you very rarely see a team bring in someone from the outside yeah, to take tough. that position. It's almost always someone on the staff. But what I'm saying, brother, you made a great point, and that's why I went to the outside of the extreme. Who on our st- in-house right now would you promote if you fire the defensive coordinator? There's nobody you feel confident in. And 
for better or worse, at least Singletary is a no-name commodity where maybe Alfrey gives it a chance to sit there and see if he can make this defense and see what we truly have uh, honest, before we – Yeah. Before uh, you, you, have, you have to get a coach in here so you can at least evaluate no, talent I, on both sides. I, I get it, D. Good call. If, I, if, if they lose to the Lions and you're going to fire somebody, like, I would fire Howie. Of the three. Ooh, like, if you're going to fire somebody. Yes! Look, like, Gannon is not we been good. We are talking my yeah. language like, right now, baby. Gannon's not been good, but it's only been seven games. Like, it, if they're bad, if they lose to the – if they lose tomorrow to the Lions, the person whose fault that is is Howie. I, and it's the I, most I, impactful firing you could make in the organization. Preach, Elliot. Speak, sir. Now, I'm not saying I would I fire Howie, but I'm saying if they lose tomorrow yeah. and, and a head needs to roll, like – Howie is the one. I agree. I, I I would be surprised if a head rolls, even if they lose tomorrow. I think it's more of an end of the season thing, Lori. You know, when he fired Chip in season, I mean that it was, was personal. Like, it was it was personal, and it was also a shock. Like it was so shocking yeah. because Jeffrey doesn't do that. I mean, he let that last end year. We all remember. I mean, that was like. 10 straight weeks, 12 straight weeks, 14 straight weeks of fire Andy, fire Andy, fire Andy, fire right. Andy. And he didn't care. He let the man finish out the year and all that stuff. So, like, I, I think it's going to take a lot for Jeffrey to do something drastic in season. Well, and if they fire Nick, like, you're always going to hire a head coach. There's only 32 of these. Everyone wants a coach in the NFL. So they will find somebody. But we saw last year it wasn't easy to get somebody to take this job, right? I mean, the guy they hired, no one else interviewed. No, yeah. They wanted to interview other people. People wouldn't interview. If you fire Sirianni, like, you know, say 10 games in or and I don't think they will. But let's just say that's a bad look. Like if you're other a, a, people will look a prospective at say, yep, head coach, yep. like they just fired Doug, now they're firing yep. Sirianni, like that's something to consider. I I think it matters and I've thought about that a lot, especially when, you know, if they fire Sirianni quickly, like everyone's going to be playing that that Jeffrey Lurie call when they hired Nick and he's like, "I can't wait to see not the coach you are now, the coach you become, yeah. like the growth you're going to show and stuff." It's like Okay, so, like, didn't you expect him to have to grow into this? Didn't you expect, you know, like, so there are so many ways that it's just a, and again, we have said this many times, if he's not the guy and you know he's not the guy, you should fire him. Yeah. Like, we are all, like, cool, and I would at this point. I, and I would not. But right, yeah. but but just on a basic level, he will look bad, without question. Yeah, absolutely. admitting failure. Now, the thing is, could they look worse? You know, like, I mean, look. Maybe. In the You're eye right. of the public, yeah. like, yeah. they already... Excuse me. They already look like a clown show to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I think that's strong, but that's how they look. Let's go to Deptford and talk to Matthew. Hey, Matty. Yo, what's going on, fella? What's going on, man? Yo, Elliot, you started out the show talking about uh, you have no proof of, uh, like, the Lions players are playing more for Dan Campbell than what the uh, Eagles players are playing for Sirianni. Well, well what I said was there's no hustle stat. You know, like, it's not like there's like, a number I can point to specifically. But, yeah. Well, okay, I, I hear you, Sam. But you literally had a guy, the highest guy, put the highest paid player on your team, come out and say, on defense, he doesn't get paid. <laughs> he doesn't get paid yep. to uh, to mess with screen passes. Yeah, but and I don't so, think that's I mean, a new what, thing. That's not a new what, thing from Fletcher. What, yeah, but you can't also, come out and, for what it's worth. Just for a little context, and we didn't know this at the time, and whatever, but but. It, we we think he was responding to the specific play call yes, on that play. It was a third and long, and instead of rushing the patcher, Fletch's assignment on that was to follow the screen, and they had complete like a third and twenty or whatever it was. So I think it was specific to. It's a bad thing to say, no matter what. Right. Yes, but I think it was specific to that play call and not a macro. Like I don't chase after screens. I think he was saying like in that in that situation, like let me go after the quarterback is what he's trying to say, and he did it in a bad way. Yeah, but you can't. You, you I got, agree. You, I'm you not trying to defend it. Just that. putting it in context. I agree, Matthew. You cannot uh, okay. say that. Okay, okay, you can't say that. And here's here's another thing. 
You know what? This year, I I came into the year and I was thinking we was gonna suck, right? I already had that down. I signed up for that. We're gonna suck, mm-hmm. but the way that we look and doing it, it's 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 not even competent sometimes. Yep. I mean, a guy a couple calls ago said you have Jalen Hurts going into halftime sometimes, and he has like sixty yards passing. It's I know. like like what's that about? And another thing is, I signed up for sucking, but. I don't want to be the clown show. Like, I don't want my coach, <laughs> you know, man. looking like Look, we've been a I didn't national sign up joke. for that. Whether I don't right want to be the... wrong. Like, this guy, Nick Sirianni, has been a national joke yes, multiple times already. I don't want to be the butt of the joke. You know what I mean? I, I signed you. up for sucking. That's fine. But when you're the butt of the joke, like, I listen to all these ESPN shows. And and Sirianni's brought up on everyone, and they're just like looking like laughing. And well, I'm like, Matthew, oh my Matthew, God. great call, and it also brings up something that that I was talking to you about, Elliot, and something our boss Rod Lake and our new boss, shout out to Rod, the new program director, mentioned to me, and I can't remember who you had that he was crediting someone else with this, but it's the idea of a difference between a a rebuilding year, yep. which is what this is supposed to be, and obviously there was hope for more and all that, but in essence, a rebuilding year and a lost season. The idea of a rebuilding, you're like, yeah, you're going to be bad, but you have things to, that you can point to, you can look for, be like, oh, our quarterback, our, our our head coach, our this, look at this, look at these young guys, they're great. Like, and a lost year is a year where it's just like nothing good came out of it, and is starting to feel like this has the potential to be a lost year. And it's not just starting to feel. Yeah, through the right. first seven yeah. games, it, it is, is a lost yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. There you're is right. almost no positives, yep. right? Like, and again, the draft we get, picks. That's all we got, and that's not part of this season, right? Point. Like, yeah. you know, you can point point to certain things. Like they they they, they fought in that comeback win against the Panthers. Yeah. The Falcons game was good. I you know Kenny it's dramatic. Well, looks like it's dramatic to say there's yeah. nothing, but when you talk about big picture stuff. There's nothing that you would go into 2022 on the roster and go, okay, I feel really good about that. Like, I guess Quez and Devontae would probably be the top two. But outside of that, like, yeah, it's it's been a lost year so far. Coming up in a minute, Elliot's player to watch first. Let's go to Coatesville and talk to my buddy Sal. How you doing, Salvador? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? How you doing? Nice to talk to you on the weekend. This is fun, pal. I know, right? I never talked to you on the air that much. I know. Hey. I love it. Hey, didn't we get a corner for Zach Ertz? Yeah, I think it was, was it Tay Gowan? Was that Tay Gowan was yeah. his name, correct? Yeah, what's up with that pick. guy? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? St- when's he gonna show his show his skills? What's going on with that guy? Well, he's somebody that I think if the season look if they lose to Detroit and you start to play younger guys, maybe he gets in there. But I mean, at corner, the corners yeah, are playing well. It's tough to get well, the corners you know? in too, especially if Gannon doesn't run a lot of or any dime stuff yeah, or whatever. If there's no dime, then you know, like the the one of the few. Spots on this team you can feel good about is Slay, Nelson, and Maddox have all played pretty well, particularly Slay, and, and I think Maddox in the slot has been really good. And I good. think I think it was Howie said that they had they almost drafted him. I forget if it was this past he draft said it, or the yes, year. Yes, he said they, they did a lot of work on him. In the yeah, draft, so. so I think he's more of a 2022 type guy. All right, so are we at the point that we have to start uh, just thinking about the draft instead of yes. playoffs? I, mean, or... I, I am. I don't know where everyone else is at, but yeah, Salvador. For sure, I did. I mean, you watch. Is that team, why right? you're like, saying uh, they can trade Steven Nelson? Yeah, if they lose well, tomorrow, and they lose two tomorrow, that's what we were talking about with that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. I agree. I it's, just like like suck. the Phillies. Like the Phillies didn't do anything for us. Now, like the Sixers, they kind of look promising, but 
you know, if Joel and B goes down, like, what do we got? What got do we the have? Flyers, so baby. The Flyers are playing great hockey, Sal. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Flyers. Yeah, but I'm with you. Look, and, and great call, man, and, and fun to talk to you on the weekend. But look, you, your point holds. Like, I get it, man. Like, it sucks being a Philadelphia sports fan right now. It is one of the lowest times that we've had in terms of, and we've had some low times. I feel, I feel like we've said that like seven times yeah, over the last but, but two years. But the fact that it's all, like, the, the Flyers are our hope, and I'm excited about the Flyers, but it's early in a uh, hockey season where you really know, like, the playoffs are all that matter. So yes. it's really hard to get, like, super excited about it right now. Like, I, I get it, man. I'm depressed, too, as a Philly sports fan, but, but that doesn't mean that I can look at this Eagles team and say, well, I don't want to give up on them yet. I got to be real. I feel like I've given up on them. You know? Well, that's why, and you, you said it about this Sunday, like it's almost a win-win for you. If they win the game, yeah, you're I happy they won. Way. There's positivity that comes from that. If they lose, they then, it depends what the Dolphins do. Pick, they own the they, number yeah, one overall it pick. It the, the Detroit pick. It potentially gets me one step closer to Howie being gone. All these, you know, yeah. offshoots of it. All right, it's time. Time for Elliot's Player to Watch, brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner, of the Philadelphia Eagles, Toyota, let's go places, let's go Eagles. Elliot, who is your player to watch for tomorrow's game? So most weeks I think you could you maybe guess who I'm going to pick. I would guess this week you would not be able to guess if I Ooh. gave you 50 tries, and there's only 53 players on the <laughs> roster. Because this guy's not even on the roster yet. Jor- Jordan Howard is my player to watch. Ah. I think he's going to be up for the game tomorrow, and I think Jordan's involvement will really show you how committed they are to running the ball because he is a he is once he gets on the 53 man roster the best in between the tackle runner on the team. Kenny Gainwell still learning from that respect. Boston Scott's decent at it but he's better in space. And if you're going to be under center like they were against the Raiders and you're going to commit to the run like they did before Miles went down and then a while after that, but if you're going to commit to the run Jordan has to be uh, involved. So Jordan Howard is my player. Tomorrow. I love that answer. I would love to see him get involved. And I would love to see them run the ball. So that is Elliot's Player to Watch, brought to you by local Tri-State Toyota dealers. All right, uh, coming up next, on the line, I see a caller who has been maybe the staunchest supporter of Jalen Hurts out there. Oh, yeah, there we go. Our show has been very pro-Hurts, but obviously have run into some roadblocks lately and all that. I got to know where this guy is at on Jalen Hurts. That's coming up next, plus your calls, 215-592-9494, and your thoughts on the Eagles and Lions. Are they going to lose to an 0-7 team? You tell us. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. John Johnson coming up next mm. in the building. Temple Made. Temple Made. Well, I believe so. All to Dan Wilson Temple Made. Yes. It's, big it's Temple just, Show. This is Temple Temple Hour. Yes. You know, let's it's go. the best college in the city. So. Obviously. The world, did you say? Yeah, yeah, I meant to say the world. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four Eagles Lions. Who would have thought we would be this have this much consternation about a game, a game against an zero seven Lions team? Not, it's not good. Not good. Not good. I you mean, they what, could lose the game. Well, they you absolutely know what is could. Funny too, and we're obviously talking about. I'm talking about them losing, and you think they'll win, but close and all that. But like, it is pretty funny that we have not stopped for a second to say that this is the first game all season that the Philadelphia Eagles are favored in yeah. going in. By by three and a half too, right, it's gone just, up. Just period. Like yep. that is pretty wild, right? What were they favored against? I know they they were underdogs against the Falcons. They were underdogs yeah. against the Falcons. It was three and a half or four or whatever it was. I think it ended at three and a half or three. Maybe yeah. the Panthers one got closer as the game got closer, but it's the Raiders probably was the close. Funny enough, the Raiders got to one point at a certain. I was going to say, did, were they favored against the Raiders? No, right no, before they were, kickoff. It was no? pu- they okay. were plus one right okay. before kickoff. So, so got, got that close. was the closest they got. Yeah. But it is pretty crazy to think that this is game eight. 
for the Eagles this season and the first time they're favored is, is pretty wild, and rightfully so. And only so. by three and a half. Yeah, against no one's seven. Yeah, but which really says Vegas thinks they're six points better, I guess. Uh, six and a half. Traditionally, yeah. you would yeah. get the three. three. Yeah. Two one five five nine two. 94-94. Where do you stand on this game? Are you as nervous about it as I am, or do you think the Eagles will handle business? Uh, and and Jalen Hurts, we haven't talked a ton about Jalen Hurts. The the Flacco trade, I know your first reaction when you saw the Flacco trade was, was uh-oh. Yeah, if I was Jalen, my reaction would be uh-oh. Uh, mine was more just, hey, you know, they got a, a sixth that could be a fifth for Joe Flacco. They would have traded him no matter who else was on the roster. It was just like a no-brainer to get something yeah. for nothing. Which but, is true. But – to your point, like the Minshew thing becomes a thing when mm-hmm. this happens, and it is, if nothing else, out there in the world and out there in the ether, as they say. So uh, it's time to have the, the Jalen Hurts man on the show. I think the staunchest defender of Hurts, and again, this is a radio show where Ellie and I have both been very pro-Hurts, especially at times, but OG Wade and Chester is the man who has had Hurts' back the entire time. Wait, where are you at with Hurts right now? We haven't spoken to you in a little while. Like, Are you still as, as all in on Hurts as you've been? First of all, how are you guys doing? And I hope great to talk to you, my friend. Honored to talk to you, family, man. Families are, are blessed and well and healthy. Thanks, Wade. You too. Same um, to you, man. We really appreciate that. In, in terms of Jalen Hurts, the support that I give him is that I think that I'm probably one of the only people that recognize his talent and not just his talent, but the things that he's able to do with his talent and how to hoin and what he's doing. Jalen Hurts has not one time in this entire season have you seen him frustrated, throw something, just act like outside of himself because he understands something. He understands that greatness comes with patience. If you're going to be successful at being a quarterback, you're going to have to be patient. Yeah. He's being patient with himself. The, 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 the hurt that I get is the fact that we criticize him a lot. But no one ever, ever, ever talks about the positives with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. The fact that, listen, Jalen here's one thing we nobody wants a young quarterback to do. Here's you got to talk him out of it. Stop turning the ball over. We're not talking about Jalen Hurts throwing interceptions, turning the ball over. We're not talking about Jalen Hurts taking sacks. We're talking about two things with Jalen Hurts, leaving the pocket too early and his accuracy, right? Yep. Yeah, and I something. think some people bring up arm strength, though. I, that, I don't, you know, right. I have a there was a, uh, totally, an, an interesting totally. say, yeah, interesting, really quick. Earlier this week, um, Marks and Ike were talking about, you know, Jalen Hurts. And Marks, Marks kept asking people who like Jalen Hurts, what do you like about him? And people automatically go to, like, well, he's a great leader. And I'm not saying he's not. But to your point, uh, Wade, I think that's sometimes a, a lazy view because it's like it ignores right. the things. And I think you just hit the nail on the head, like, Jalen does not let the game really snowball out of control very often. Like, he has problems that are hurting this offense for sure. The accuracy, there's two, three throws a game where, you know, he he's should make, make those. those throws, yeah. But he, he's yeah. not reckless with the ball, right? He, he doesn't get too overwhelmed. I mean, in Dallas a little bit, he, he was bad. But he's very right, mature. Me, so I agree with you on that. Let me, let me get this in here. Because um, Mark well, you got time, ask every, he asked everybody that question but me. So, <laughs> so here you go. All right, I'll, I'll be John Marks. What do you like about him, right. Wade? That was a bad John Marks impression. But you First of all, one thing here's the, the best thing that Jalen Hurts do well is he move. He he's successful in moving on the run. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. if I'm Jalen Hurts' coach, and I know here's my problem with Jalen Hurts, you're leaving the pocket too soon. Okay, now let me try to get in his mind. Why is he leaving? 
Because you know what he's doing? He's anticipating the pocket breaking down. This is what I want out of my quarterback. I want him to avoid a sack. So if he sees a sack coming, he's leaving before it even happens. Yeah, and I I do agree. Just just one one thing. One thing. When he rolls out, and this is what I said he does best, he, that is what he does best because now he has the entire field open to him. And how many times have we seen him do that and make a great play? Uh, wait, I'm a with lot. you, but there are some issues with that. One being that that it seems like he's only effective doing that to his dominant hand. Like it seems like he struggles to roll to the left and make plays that way and throw across his body but or whatever. Isn't that, ain't that, ain't that all, all the quarterbacks? No, Josh no, Allen, right? no, Don't of course not. Josh Allen? They said to get to Josh Allen, you cannot let him roll out to his right. Okay. No, the obviously, people... obviously, quarterback's going to be better to their dominant hand. Jalen Hurts cannot do it the other way, and that is an issue. And on top of that, late, it's more the with the break in the pocket early. The issue with that is that he's not getting through his progressions. He's not getting through all his reads. He could be missing open players and stuff like that. No, like, no, that so I do I, think, it, I, I, I agree I think with you. and I, and again, yeah. I I I am I'm not ripping Hurts here, but I'm saying that I do think that has to be part of the discussion when we're talking about him leaving the pocket too early. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But you know what that goes to? That goes to the development of Jalen Hurts. He's still mm-hmm. a young quarterback. Agreed. But what I'm saying to you is that Sirianni has the ability to put him in a better position. If no I know my question. quarterback no is question. leaving the pocket so early, right, here's what I'm going to do. I think Sirianni's done nothing to help him. I'm going to design plays for him to get out of the damn pocket. Uh, wait, uh, like, a, like a play action. Wait, Go out there. All kinds of it. Wait, great call, as always. A, a pleasure. Exactly. You know, I think that point is the key. And, and, and again, to what Nick preached coming in, the whole, you know, I'm going to play to my players, coach to my players, all that stuff. Like, he has really not done many things creatively, whatever, with mm-hmm. the offense to, to to fit around what Hurts does well. It's it's And the running the ball thing is part of it. Yeah, the running the ball thing is indefensible. There's, there's just literally no way to not think that that's a bad sign for Sirianni. <laughs> but uh, one thing you said before the season, and I miscalculated this, and you were right, like, the fact that they're both rookies, I think, is really is, is really hurting. I mean, because individually, I'm not out on Sirianni. I'm not out on Jalen Hurts. Like, I think individually, they both still have potential, and I'd be interested to see where it goes. But watching them together is rough because Sirianni right now, I think, needs a veteran guy out on the field that's played a lot of games, that has experience, that can get them out of bad looks, that can, you know, run his offense, mm-hmm. which is, you know, more of just like a drop-back type offense. Jalen is learning how to do that, right? And, and Jalen needs a veteran coach that's, that knows how to adapt better to Jalen's games, that worked with a ton of different quarterbacks as a head coach yeah. that's called plays before, right? Point. Like So I think that it's, it's tough because when you watch them together, you go, okay, neither of them have it. But I think individually it would be a different story. I just think together it's a bad combo right now. Let's go to Glenside and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, Matt? Hey, you know, I was listening to the pod, and, you know, Appreciate I agree it. with Elliot. Nice. When it, My man. <laughs> when it comes to, uh, you know, what matters most is that the players think yeah. um, that, that, they, that they believe in Sirianni and that, you know, who really cares what a bunch of us disgruntled fans totally. actually think. And that is true. That um, is true. But, you know, the other thing about the Eagles this week, I, I really do think that they're going to kind of win ugly. Um, and – it's going to be like the Carolina game where they win, but it doesn't feel like a win. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm starting to lose faith in Sirianni. Obviously not Jalen Hurts. And I agree with everything that Wade said. I mean, I'm not nearly as astute as he is when it comes to analyzing Jalen and his play, but mm-hmm. I fully believe in that kid. And I, I think we, we need to give him a chance. 
Man, Matt, me and you have been on the same page quite a bit with Hurts, I believe. I think we've talked a few times about this. I'll be honest, like, I yeah. am getting nervous about Jalen Hurts. I Like, I was high on him coming into the year, but just sometimes when I watch him, I'm like, those two, three throws, like, the offense isn't clicking with him. I think Ja'Cory brought this up. He goes into halftime sometimes with, like, 60 yards passing. There, I, I yeah. Again, I'm not out on him. I still think he has potential, but... I'd be I'd be lying if I said I wasn't I wasn't getting shaken. But again, back a to your point, and I get that too, and I'm more shaken than I was, and all that. And there are throws he just has to make, but his head yeah. coach is not helping him. His head coach is not putting Agreed. him to the. But he's initial. also not helping Syria. Uh, they're not helping each other. Yes, Yet right. they are like oil and no. water at this moment, and that that's an issue. Well, we, we we're sitting here saying that like Jalen Hurts is basically a, a rookie this year, and he's being asked to do more than almost any other quarterback. I know in it's NFL. crazy, and, it's insanity. It's the most rushing attempts of anybody on the roster. Like it's wild. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. And, and and lastly, my last thing about you know Sirianni is you know we said all preseason long that he's Ted Lasso. What happened with season one of Ted Lasso? Yeah, the team was relegated. Wow, yeah. major spoiler <laughs> alert, Matt. By the way, I mean, look, it's been oh, out for a while. On. No, I'm just kidding. Two, I, I, I'm just I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I, know, I think I'm that was kidding. fine. I had no yeah. problem with yeah. it, Matt. Yes, yeah. agreed. But hey, what happens yeah. in season two? No spoilers, but what happens in season two? Yeah. The team yeah. gets better. Yeah, no, Matt, a great call so, as usual, man. We really appreciate you listening and calling in, and uh, you know some good points there, but I don't know. It's just hard to to watch Nick Sirianni right now and watch him talk and watch the way the guys play and watch the lack of scheme on both sides of the ball and the lack of putting players in position to be successful and all that and to come away and say, like, yeah, this is a guy. I believe in this guy. Like, it's hard. I'd be interested to get your perspective on this because, you know, I interact with a lot more people on Twitter than you do. You interact with a lot more callers. Sure. Right? So yes. we have different viewpoints of, of the fan base. To me, it seems like a lot – of times Jalen Hurts is giving the benefit of saying, well, Sirianni's not helping him. And it seems like no, Nick fair. is never given the benefit of saying Jalen's not helping him. I'm that's curious fair. from a caller perspective if you see that as well. No, I think you're right. I think it is it is far more one-sided in that, in that situation. But at the same time, it's also because, like, Nick is the one who's controlling the offense. Like, yes, Jalen Hurts needs to make more plays, but it's more about, like, the not putting Hurts in an offense that yeah. suits his skills. And I feel like that is a bigger you know, uh, a bigger mistake, so to speak, than mm-hmm. them hurts. So, but I, it is a fair point. It does, it does seem very one-sided in that way. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. John Johnson coming up after that. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. Let me remind you one more time that the Park Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the Real Philly Fan College and Pro Football, Baseball, Playoffs, Hockey, MMA, Soccer, and Basketball. Bet with the best. The Park Sportsbook app. Live in game betting lets you bet while you watch, it is a wild ride. You could do it on the Park Sportsbook app, backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. You can bet the money line as it changes during the game on the Park Sportsbook app. You can bet on individual player performances as they happen. Basketball, bet player points, rebounds, assists, baseball. You can bet hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts, inning by inning. And in football, of course, bet passing yards, rushing yards, touchdown scores, and so much more, of course, plus same game parlays, props, teasers, and over-unders. More than anything, like, the app is easy to use, it's fun, it's safe and secure, and it's just more fun. It's more fun to watch these games. We're all going to be watching football all day tomorrow anyway. Why not have a little action on these games? Why not have a little more invested in these games you're going to watch anyway? Trust me, it is so much more fun, and the Park Sportsbook app is the way to do it. Here's the deal. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to 5 Hundred dollars, a five hundred dollar risk-free bet. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash pa 
and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded and sake credit. The website has all the details. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Last segment for us. Let's try and get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. John Johnson up next. Let's go to New York and talk to Mike. Hey, pal. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good to talk to you on the weekend, my friend. Staying here. Well, you know, I got kids uh, that are uh, in their early teens, so the whole Halloween uh, ah, yes. spirit, it doesn't involve that anymore. That's nice, so. man. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's both good and bad. So. It's good and bad. Yep. Just uh, just kind of like our eagle. <laughs> a lot less. I was going to say, not a lot good. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, got, I have this to fall back on. My kids and I, we went to Atlanta. We got great seats. We had the time of our life. We went nice. to the George Aquarium. We came home. I was like, all right, guys, who's your favorite player? Who do you want? What jerseys? They both wanted Jalen Hurts. Well, and I was of course, so happy right? to buy them. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's a good jersey. Which I'll, probably be, I'll probably be washing my car with them next year. Yeah. Well, it'll be a good story, to say the least, you know, yeah. in a few years. <laughs> a great story. You know, so tomorrow, I mean, the most eagle thing that could happen is that the Eagles win, win convincingly. We all have this renewed, you know, hope, and we, you know, we can salvage the season, and we see the future, we see all the hope, how we get to live another day. Yeah, But, guys, honestly, I don't see it. I see another loss. I'm looking, you know, I look at the trends. I look how both teams are going. Again, I haven't really been paying attention to Detroit, not going to lie. But look look at the trends. The Eagles have just been going backwards, you know, one step forward, three steps back every week. And I don't understand how we suddenly think over the last seven days, Sirianni and Gannon have all of a sudden found how to, you know, game plan and how to call plays and how to create blitzes. Like, I'm sorry, until I've seen it, I'm not going to just rely on hope and rely on what I think they should do because they've given me no reason to believe that they're going to do it. Yeah. Look, I I agree. Like I said, I think if there was 20 other teams they they were playing, I would probably pick the Eagles to lose tomorrow. I just think going against the Lions, and you're right, it would be the most Eagles thing in the world to win, although as of recently, yeah, not so much. Not but, so much. But, yeah, I, I, I just think going against – they're going against such an incompetent team that you have to think they'll be able to pull it out. Ellie, uh, we're, we're just as incompetent. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, well, I, maybe. That's the sad part, man. That's the sad part. You know, yeah. one thing I, – I don't know if I even heard it this week discussed was, like, you know, last week against the Rangers we had three good drives. What was the common denominator across those three drives? Running Dallas Goddard got a catch in oh, each drive. Oh, I like that right. one. Good one, yeah. Okay. So use your weapons, you know, Mike. How about that? Right? Like, exactly. Use uh, your weapons. But you know, right. but this is the same stuff we've been saying I'm all year you. long. Now I'm with you, Mike. You know, so yeah. and now we've lost Miles, and now we're expecting to say, oh well, Jordan Howard, he's going to power the ball. You know what? I mean, if they thought he was that good, he would have been on the roster already. Scott has been, you know, collecting dust. But okay, fine, they'll use him. But you know what they're going to do? Because they're idiots, they're going to use Gainwell between the tackles. With <laughs> My, I know. Mike, great call. I don't disagree. Very good call, Mike. And I, I think that you could be right. All right. Uh, so I have a tweet that I, that I, I saw that I want to read. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want to do, do it first? Do, should I bring yeah, it well, up? Yeah, I'll do it before we go back to the callers. Okay, because there's think, a caller that we're going to get to. Yeah, I, I think yeah. everyone should hear it. Everyone okay, should hear it. Okay. okay. I think I know where you're going with this. I'm just going to guess. Yeah, so okay. It goes, Dear Brandon Graham, just wanted to say thank you for the tremendous strip sack. Thank you. For bringing the city its first Super Bowl. Touching stuff. Mad Mike, what do you got to say, buddy? Hey, first of all, I already talked about my Zoe. <laughs> that was my, Mad my... Mike's tweet, by the way. For people that don't know, Mr. Brandon Graham Hater himself. The Hater himself. Sent that after the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. It was right. beautiful, well, honestly. I, I, I think it's a great tweet. I yeah. love Brandon. That's my guy. Every villain has an origin story. And like, <laughs> I mean, like, I explained this on the air the other day. First of all, I was so shocked that that actually came from me that I had to check that I actually wrote that. It wasn't I, a fake I Mad Mike was, out there? What's that? Yeah, no, you made I, sure I it wasn't like, a fake I, out there. I legitimately thought it was a scam. But I, I was like, man, I must have wrote that. But like, well, look, whatever. Mike, as someone that's had a lot of his old tweets come up, I know the feeling well of seeing yeah. something you wish you wouldn't yeah. have tweeted. No so I just, yes. <laughs> I just want to say this. Like, um, I could do a whole show on this other thing. But, like, let's. Let, I want to go back to this. Oh, Jalen. Like, I am so tired of everybody protecting Jalen. Last week, PFF had it ranked he had the number one amount of time to throw in the entire league yeah and he had the second worst completion percentage of the entire league stop it this guy is not good i know he's a good dude and everybody loves him and he smiles just like brandon but stop it this doesn't sound like an excuse for the tweet Uh, no honestly i I think it's an interesting point but i guess my follow-up would be like would you say brandon's play was the biggest in the history of the franchise without question right yeah what, uh, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Jalen Hurts? <laughs> I don't like, care about your Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Defend the tweet, man, Mike. Defend the tweet. Yeah, you okay, call right, every week and rip Brandon. Brandon. Rip Brandon I don't want to hear me. I have, like, we have fought, and I, I for the world, I, I am a Mad Mike this. fan. I think Mad Mike is awesome, and I, guy, I know yeah. there are a lot of people who disagree with me. I think Mad Mike rocks. But, Mike, you, have, you and I have argued about Brandon Graham. Defend yourself, sir. Give me a second to unwind it because there was, like, they, like this is, like, there's a couple things. It's layers here. First of all, in 2018, he only had four sacks, and Michael Bennett had nine. <laughs> what are and we doing? They, and Bennett then they got, rid of, they got rid of Michael Bennett, and they kept Brandon on a deal, and they gave Brandon a deal that, like, was way too much. And then Brandon, like, it's partly the callers that, like, turned him into St. Brandon yeah. all of a sudden. And I was just like, oh, yeah, all right, guys. Like, he's, he's an okay player, but his stats don't line up to this kind of, like, love that we're yeah no look and you've always said that but i guess my question would be like if you had to use one word to describe the describe the strip sack (laughs) what word would you use mike i I would say it was a tremendous strip okay cool all right with one play in a career that's been admired in mediocrity and like let's just be honest with what it is like i just thought it was a beautiful tweet honestly it was a beautiful the super bowl mike it's okay to love man it's okay to be excited and say brandon you because you won me a Super Bowl. It's okay. it's okay. This is how the Joker was created. You guys realize that, right? Did you just start to hate him because he didn't like the tweet or something? <laughs> no. And then I think it's also because for Origin no reason story. he blocked me, yeah. too. Ah, oh, like, there it is. There like, it is. We no. get to the bottom yeah, of the yes. story. Brandon, Brandon blocked, blocked you and the, and the rest is history, Mike. Well, then, and then that's how the Joker was created. Like, I'm just saying, like, Mad Mike is like, you know, like all of this downtroddenness. You guys watch the Joker movie? Of course. There's a reason. This stuff happens. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. <laughs> I used to be a positive Eagles fan. <laughs> and now it's the Elliott Shore parts of the world. And like oh, the, all the Michael. Michael, we like, love you, buddy. Good I call. love you guys, too. But Jalen Hurts stinks. It made my week when Fritz sent me that. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, you said it to you. You said it to me. Yeah. It was like, whoa. It's so funny to picture Mike, like 2018, just sitting by his computer going crazy, being like, Brandon better like this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> he blocked me. Maniacally. He blocked me. Yeah. I'm going for him. Yeah. Let me paint my face and be the Joker. All right, let's, let's squeeze one more in. Let's go to Delaware and talk to my buddy Mark. Mark, how are you, sir? Timmy, always great to hear oh, you. Great what a pleasure. On the weekend, what a pleasure, man, Mark. Sure. How you doing, Elliot? Doing you, good, you man. Married yet? 
Nah, not till July 9th, twenty twenty two. Hope I got All that right. date. Right. Um, I heard Mad Mike's going to be there with his date. His date's going to be a fathead of Brandon Graham. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Mad Mike brings a fathead of Brandon Graham, he can come. Yeah. I have to run that yeah, by the missus, yeah. but yeah. yeah, he definitely has him. I saw him driving his car to his passenger seat. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I know you got to go real quick, so I'm going to sum it up. I do not want Howie Roseman picking any more draft picks for the Eagles. I want an actual football guy. Thank you, Howie, for everything. I love you. I got the tattoo on my arm, not of Howie Rosen, of the Super Bowl symbol. However, do not want this guy making any more draft picks. Get a football guy in there, and I don't care if it takes three or four years. I'm patient. I waited 52 years for that other one, so I can wait. But the bottom line is I do not want this guy picking it. Jeff Lurie is to blame solely. I blame him for everything that's going on. I'm going to hang up because I know you guys got to go. I love you, Jimmy. Keep the good work up. Mark, you're the best, man. Thanks for calling in. Look, I, I you know how I feel about Howie, and I, I know that you're – Elliot, like, uh, there are a few things that irk Elliot as much as the football guy thing. Yeah, with like, and I, and I, for the most part, agree with you. I think it is silly, like, in all sports. Like, look, I mean, baseball, they're all, you know, numbers guys and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's just sports. He's worked it's in a, football his entire okay, life. He won a Super yes. Bowl. Like, I, I, I don't love the football guy thing, but I do think there is something to, like – his ability to evaluate talent at a young, like younger yeah, talent, yeah, that's different. I agree. Has been bad. Yes, and, and uh, so getting someone in here who could do that better, I think, is obviously a fair. Critique. Look, I think both things can be true. I believe Howie's resume is a lot better than people want to give it credit for, and I think he's done a better job than people want to give him credit for. The other reality can be, I he was wrong fired, about yeah. the last year, and he really has done a poor job, and that that should result in him being fired. That's a great point. All right, uh, uh, check us out. Obviously, we will have a post game pod up after the Eagles Lions game at some point tomorrow. Check that out and. Next week, uh, check out our pods. And, of course, next week we'll be right back here, 1 to 3 on WIP. They win tomorrow, Elliot, after this whole show. Oh, God. I mean, I guess. I, I, <laughs> I guess 24. What an endorsement. 24-21 would be my pick. And yeah. just knowing that, you know. Oh, God. I'll say 28-24. Oh, I am. Wow. All right. All right. It. We'll see. Look, I hope they win. And I also hope they lose. So it goes. A win-win for you. It's a win-win. All right. Coming up next, if we didn't get to you, I apologize. Uh, thank you to everyone who called in. We literally could not do this show without you. Thank you, Dan Wilson, doing a great job buying the glass. Keep it here. Call in John Johnson coming up next. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.